Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka that film guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, our heroes insist on a late night meeting with Governor Nighthill, where they inform him and some of his advisors of the terrible army and dragon laying just to the north. Everyone hopes the cultists will bypass Greenest, but agree to prepare for the worst if they do decide to attack. Eddie and Falcon Moon is there, having just returned from cleansing Bruckstone Hold from the cult of Mammon. There's also Terrace Swordsteel, a trusted member of the town guard who has information on both the dragon cult army as well as the possible location of the Purbeck Mine. After consulting some books on dragons and their lore, the party decides the next morning to head to the Purbeck Mine in hopes it contains some way of fighting off a dragon. Terrace escorts them to the mine, and after clearing out the collapsed entrance, the party begins their descent inside. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and I am in danger because I have bought an entire thing of Jack Daniels with honey. And so not only do I have a, a nice big warm cup of tea with some Jack Daniels, but I did also pour myself a shot of Jack Daniels in my beautiful Farscape shot glass, which I've had forever and ever and ever, and do plan on downing it during Natural 20s. So cheers, everybody. Everybody roll high. Everybody roll high. Get the DM drunk. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I still have that six pack of Wildflower Whip Beer. So once again, it's Natty Greens for me. Um, I'm it's happy. good stuff. It's good. It really, I mean, it really is very good stuff. And Jonathan, how about you? Uh, this is Jonathan. I'm playing Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and I have something that I am trying for the very, uh, second time because I already had one of these: a Strongbow Red Berry Cider. Mm. It's so fucking girly, but so fucking good. I actually got a 12 pack of Strongbow that has different flavors, and this one is going to be the one that's drunk first. Cheers. Mm. Well, enjoy. I, I love Strongbow, so good choice. Uh, Travancore, how about you? Hi, it's Jack. I play Travancore, and tonight I am drinking, out of my uh, natural 20 uh, stein, Menage à Trois Pinot Grigio. <laughs> okay, I'm remember fine. that part where I said I had the girliest drink? So... <laughs> Immediately recanted. I just... You, you said it with such a plum. It was amazing. I love I it. Carlton. <laughs> Carlton, what are you drinking? Internet darling, uh, that film guy here, and I am drinking a Victory Brewing Golden Monkey out of a Panavision koozie. A Panavision koozie? Yes, because I got it from... It was swag, and swag is awesome. I'm also wearing a Panavision shirt that I got for free. That could not be more full of swag. Uh, you guys have just finished out clearing out the main entrance to what you suspect is the Purbeck Mine, and have just entered with your your new friend, friend Terrace Swordsteel. She has started to lead the way. And... Ooh, ooh, Terrace. Um, yo tango una pregunta, por favor. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay, Jonathan, I'm sorry, just so you that. know, she said, I have a question, please. Yes, I know. <laughs> a 
ask away. Um, so really quick, if you if you were to think about your healthiest state of being and the state at which you're dead, um, and you were to quantify that in a series of points, <laughs> how many points do you say you would have? I would say I had more than most, but less than what I ever want. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's beautiful and um, really philosophical and stuff like that. But could give me a number. Duels, if you're asking how many <laughs> hit points Tara Sword Steel has, she has 50. Thank you. I just realized she's not on my chart. She's not. Well, she is. Uh, you kind of said, hey, you want to come along? And she had no objections. So here she is. Now, Side by side with Carlton, as you guys head down the darkened interior of the mine, it is rough stone floors, rough walls. It's it's obvious just like a hole dug into the side of this mountain. There is absolutely no light, which I'm assuming is okay for some of you and not for others. Didn't what's-his-face light a Everybody thing? Everybody but John. I let a uh, torch yeah, and gave it I, to one of my... I lit my staff. Okay. So thanks to Travancore's torch and Jonathan's staff, there is enough light for you guys to be able to see. The floor being rough, it's probably good. You don't want to trip over anything. You make it a good, uh, let's say, 50, 60 feet down into the mine, and it finally opens up into a, a smaller junction area. There is a passageway leading off to your left and your right. And you can see that there is some broken down mining equipment here, as well as a sign that is crooked and off of its hinges that is in Dwarvish. Do any of you speak Dwarvish? I do. I do. I think I do. I was going to flirt with her in Dwarvish, think... but I speak Dwarvish so I can translate. I also think I speak it because I'm like a gnome and we just chill with those people a lot. But we also have a dwarf. You do. You have a, a dwarf. Uh, so... Terrace doesn't say anything because she can see how excited Carlton is to to read off the sign. Uh, it does say Perbeck Mine Caution High Ceilings. Hey guys, this says Caution High Ceilings. And you can see scattered about a bunch of, there's a couple of broken down mine carts. You do find a couple of rusty pickaxes. Uh, there doesn't seem to be much in this main room and there are the... Uh, exits one to your right and one to your left. Where would you like to go? Mm. So Two we don't roads diverged in a Perbeck mine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, how f- <laughs> uh, do with my dark vision? Can I decipher by looking both left and right? How far can I see? Can I see anything, or is it just straightaways for the next sixty feet? It goes straightaways. Um, both of them actually go straightaways into darkness. Okay. You cannot see. So that's guys. They both go straight into darkness. Thanks, I, I kind of knew that already. But not all of us have dark vision. True. So, uh, obvious exits are left and right, but I not Dennis. This normally. No Dennis. No Dennis, okay. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and... Can we, like... Oh, ooh, how does each different one smell? Uh, if you want to give me a perception check, if you want to go up to the kind of the entranceway on each and give me a good sniff. Good sniff. I'd Do I want a perception, perception check. check for each entrance? Yes. I would like to do the same, that's okay. Sure. You can sniff all you want, man. Give me give me a roll for the right first. Okay. Um 13. 22. Okay. There is an earthy smell. It is very dark. You don't hear anything. 
and uh, Travancore, kind of on top of the earthy smell, you can uh, you can almost taste dust in the air, a really kind of fine, grainy dust. But, you know, it's a mine. Mm. Uh, give me some rolls for the left door. You got it. Fifteen. I got a six. Okay, Bernie, the right and the left smell the same. They look the same. It's, ah, how are we supposed to tell the difference? Travancore, that, that same fine dust is in the air that you noticed in the one direction, but it's actually stronger in this direction. The, stronger going to your left. The dust is stronger to my left. Anybody else want to per- perception check it? Oh. I mean, I think I got the best bonus of the group. I mean, yeah. I mean, I also have a plus four when it comes to perception, so... By all Unless means, I roll a 19 or higher. Yeah. Jonathan, you uh, look pensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it smells Not like that dark. Pensive. He is Jonathan the Magimuscular is deep in thought. Did I get enough protein this morning? Jonathan the Magimuscular goes, huh, this really smells like a gnome over here. And then looks down and goes, oh, look, a gnome. <laughs> and- <laughs> Guys. I think it's the gnome. <laughs> Terrace, Terrace speaks up at this point and says, In all of my research, I was unable to find an actual map to this mine, but the legends say that once the wizard took over, he changed the layout. So, unfortunately, I, I think it is just our lot to explore. Let's go left. I'm, I'm down the left. I vote left. 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 All right, so you guys head to the left. You go about um, 70, 80 feet down this rough-hewn rock entranceway. You can see parts of the walls where they've actually hit veins of something and have dug into it to extract it. Right here, right at the entrance, whatever vein it was is completely exhausted. The It eventually starts to curve off to the left and down a little bit, and then opens up into a larger room that seems to be a staging area of some sort for whatever is across the way. The room itself is about uh, 50 feet and it looks to be a good 70-80 feet long. There's an actual minecart track on the floor that's broken and discarded. There's a few minecarts that are in the same rusted, awful uh, situation. There is another exit directly in front of you. It seems to be the only one. This room, not only does it have the broken down picks and shovels, uh, it actually has some skeletons in it lying on the floor. You can easily identify um, several different what look like dwarf skeletons from where you are. You want to take a look? Perception Uh, check. Let's look at them without touching them. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I kind of want to cast a... Uh, or or maybe focus and do some detect magic. Okay, well, let's do the perception checks first, and then, Jonathan, we can do your detect magic. Bernie, what'd you get? I got uh, I got an 11. And Jonathan? I believe that is a 20. And Travancore? Nat 20, so 24. Ooh. And Carlton? Seven. Okay. Uh, Bernie and Carlton, those are skeletons. They're bony. Travancore and Jonathan kind of split up. You can now see that there are four different skeletons. Uh, Two of them are clustered over by one of the mine carts, and two of them are just scattered about in the main room. They all seem to be dwarves. They all seem to be in leftover rough mining gear. One of them actually still has a bony hand around a, a rusted, broken pick. 
whatever was on them has already been picked clean, maybe by scavengers or uh, other dwarves who were in here, but they, they don't have any, really any clothing on them. There's, there doesn't seem to be any pouches or anything. The footprints on the ground indicate that there was used to be a lot of activity a while ago, but you guys are the first to enter into this room in, in quite a while. And uh, Jonathan, you said you were going to do a detect magic. Uh, so that's an arcana check, right? Uh, or are you just doing an arcana check or are you actually casting detect magic? Oh, I, I don't think I even have detect magic, so I don't think I can cast that. Well, but... you would know. So I will just take an arcana check. Uh, 26. Okay. The room thrums and the, the floor itself feels like it's vibrating when you concentrate on the arcane and you feel like this whole mind now that you are attuned to it is vibrating gently and almost like a, a very weird heartbeat it's 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 strange and it's unnerving jonathan the magimuscular can detect some insane magic here bros it's it's almost like it's coming up out of the stonework it's almost like it's surrounding you although it definitely feels more like the floor is is stronger than anywhere else as you focus in on these skeletons it's looking through your arcane eyes it's almost as though the skeletons are vibrating on this powerful floor yeah we might want to give those skeletons a wide berth i want to touch one of them no No, please don't they're they're they are writhing in this in this insane magic i want to see i want to see can i do an arcana check can i see i want to know i want to know give me your arcana glasses i want to see what you see Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check, and I have no um, bonus to that. <laughs> can I do a survival check to let to see if I know what I know about zombies? Oh, but uh, I am yeah, Arcane sure. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that that'd be a nat twenty. So what is it total? Uh, a twenty. Okay, you. Fuck. Now that Jonathan says that, you feel it too. You clue right in. Um, you you feel it humming through your feet you can see the bodies almost shifting it's it's unnerving and it feels wrong uh carlton what'd you get for your survival check about zombies i am rolling like shit tonight i got a eight the undead are disgusting and it's (sighs) zombies that you're thinking about but these skeletons don't have a shred of meat or anything on them which makes it that more unnerving when they start to pull themselves together and stand up. So everybody oh! can roll initiative. Oh boy. I really wanted to poke them with your stick, but I guess Don't worry, we'll we'll get to poke them with other things. Fair rolls. Well, I'm so just overwhelmed with this power that I'm really distracted as stuff is that I warned everyone was coming alive starts coming alive. I'm so I like I am like everybody's favorite brown noser. I take that fucking initiative. Rolled a ten on her initiative. I want to like zoom in and get a good look at these guys. How can I do a perception check real quick to see the condition? I mean, if they've been their mining equipment's been sitting here for a long time, like might be rotting. Once it is your turn at this point, yes. Okay. But right now, in dwarvish, uh, I asked Harris, "How do you feel about being tossed?" 
Uh, in Dwarvish, she responds, Nobody touches me without my permission. Why do you think I'm asking? We can kick some ass. My name is No. <laughs> she She pulls out her hammer and her shield, and she says... I don't need to be tossed to be dangerous. Carlton, what is your initiative? Four. That's exciting. No, it's not. Travancore. A mighty six. A mighty six, and so will Shadow. Bernie. I got an 18. Ooh. Jonathan. Three. Wow. Yeah. We're... Cut a little off. We're, we're, we're so effective here, guys. We're really effective. Okay. So, yeah, it looks like, Bernie, you are going first. You see before you these four skeletons rise out of the ground and form themselves into uh, horrific dwarven skeletons. Some of them are missing ribs. Most of them have jaws hanging loose. They look to be in horrible condition. Most are carrying pixes or, pick, picks or shovels and are now glaring at you with socketless eyes and what would you like to do i'm gonna cast bane on um three of them i only get to cast on three of them that's true uh they're gonna cast it on the three closest to me so that like top little guy he doesn't get bane all right so go ahead and roll i've forgotten am i oh i'm rolling a you roll a a charisma saving throw these better oh, not be right. charismatic skeletons. Be some bullshit see. right there. Nope, these are super uncharismatic skeletons. So here comes the first one. <laughs> that's not gonna do it. That's, that's a not two. gonna do it. That's nope. a two even before. Oh, that's another two. And that's and a that's a three. three. <laughs> even before the fact that they have a negative four charisma, oh, they have failed God. miserably. <laughs> They're just standing there like, why didn't she like me? <laughs> I All don't right, so understand. Three are Bane, and that is negative D4 on their attacks? Negative D4 on their attacks. All right. Anything else you would like to do? Um, I'm pretty good where I stand. Okay. It is their turn. They are going to shamble up as soon as I find their speed. There we go. Okay. So Terrace and Carlton have kind of taken the lead into going into most of these rooms being the... the sacks of meat and armor that they are so this one is gonna move up there and this one will go there on carlton this one is gonna move over there on terrace uh this one caught you looking at him bernie and he is actually gonna move up on you oh joy uh so this top one here the unbaned one will start with him on carlton He's got a uh, pickaxe, and he is going to try to hit you with it. Uh, that is going to be a 19 to hit. 19 will hit. Okay. Rusty pickaxe comes at your face for two piercing damage. Two piercing. Copy. The other one is going to do the same, but he is baned. That's going to be 12 versus AC. I don't think that no. hits. No. Boosh. Thanks, little buddy. Boosh. You're welcome. This one Love is going to go after Terrace and is going to roll exactly the same thing. And Terrace isn't even going to have to move her shield in order to swipe that away. The one on Bernie, oh, is has spent all of its energy moving up to Bernie and so much of it that it, it can't even really lift its shovel to try to hit Bernie. So it, it fails miserably. Terrace is up. 
and she does not appreciate the idea that uh, someone wanted to throw her into this sack of skeleton. Uh, she's going to pull out her her uh, warhammer. Oh, <laughs> she's gonna roll a nineteen, which is awesome because she actually crits on a nineteen or a twenty. Nice. She's gonna do thirteen bludgeoning damage. Uh, she is gonna just demolish this thing back into the earth and then give Carlton some side eye as though to say, throw me, would you? And she is done. Uh, Travancore, it is your turn and Shadow's turn. And Dwarvish has said, that was hot. In Dwarvish, she's going to respond with, I know. Uh, question for the DM. Can yeah. I change the damage of my weapon depending on how I use it? As in, normally it's slashing when I slash it, but if I like hit him with like the flat of the axe, would that be bludgeoning? No. It would still be considered slashing. Is still, yeah. Damn it. Sorry. It's not how that works. I know things. Uh, Travancore, it's you and the bear. I like uh, Shadow to move in a flanking position uh, to the right of the zombie that's next to Carlton. Or... He absolutely can do that. All right. Um, I'd like Shadow to run a full attack. So I don't think I get any bonus for that. Nope. No, but you do get advantage. So you do get to roll twice and take the higher of his results. Sweet. All right. So we got... A natural Definitely one. Definitely going to take the higher of that. <laughs> no place Keeping to go you but out advantage. No place to go but up. And nine. That's Which would 14. make it a... 14. And the 14 would 14. hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Sweet. All right. So first I'll do the uh, claw, which is one die, four plus four. I imagine this is the situation where Shadow like goes up to the skeleton and is like poking at it and then goes, Oh, shit, I'm so, a bear. I can so hit wait, things. You, you said you did a full attack, but so far you've only rolled two dice. Yep, so he's done, he did the attack, and now we're doing the damage. Right, 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 for... but doesn't he have advantage because he's, he's flanking? And he has multi-attack. He did, that's why he hit twice. That's why he rolled twice. I assume he's only rolling, like... Right, but he has multi-attack, like... so he still right, needs to do his bite attack. attack. So he's only done one attack. Yes. Okay, so I rolled the damage for the first attack, which is the claw. That's what I've asked. Okay, so that's, uh, that's five damage for that. Nice, his claw comes around and takes off a, a chunk of this uh, this skeleton's ribs. Go ahead and roll for the second attack. All right, and the bite. Let's see. Four for the first one. For, uh, nine, because of your and then, Right, nine. And then 19. The 19 hits. Go ahead and roll damage on the bite. Right, the bite. As we learned in uh, previous episodes, math is hard. It really is. <laughs> but important. Hey, kids, stay in school. Learn math. Play Just D &D. as an aside... I got some <laughs> crap on that. I wish I'd listened to more in Viceroy school. Seven. Uh, Shadow swipes at this skeleton with his claw and then reaches out and grabs the skeleton by the head with his big jaws and just... <sighs> the, the, the skull just collapses into his mouth into dust. Nice. And it falls over destroyed. Uh, would you like to do anything else? All right. I think Shadow has a little bit more movement left. Uh, how many feet can he move? So I think he has like 30 total. So I like to move okay. him like next to uh, maybe just shy. Uh, you know what? Let me move him. His speed is 40. 40. Okay, got it. Uh, let me move him between uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular and, uh, and Taris. Or what if he flanks me? Oh, flanks and then you? I would have an advantage. If he, oh, like, if he, can he make it to the guy above me? 15 he feet. He absolutely can. He can. All right. So yeah, let's move him. All right. So I'm good. Um, is there any way I could, like, have Travancore do a perception check at this point, or is that, like, a minor action, or... I'll let it be a bonus action. Bonus action, okay. What would you like to perceive? Um, just want to see if there's anything else, like, on the horizon or coming, if there's any movement, like, in our direction. Sure thing. Okay. Give me a perception check. 19. 
Uh, 19, you do not see anything else in the room or down either of the hallways for several feet. It looked like these were the only skeletons in the room, and you don't see any other movement. Ah, no bones about it. All right, I finished my turn. You had to wait till the end of your turn. Carlton, it is your turn. Uh, we went left, right? Down this uh, hallway? That's correct. You okay. went left. I'm just kind of mapping it out for myself for okay. future reference. All right, uh, I'm going to go ahead and attack the one that's uh, Shadow is now flanking uh, sure. with my great axe. Nine and uh, 14. 14 hits. All right, four, six. Okay. Fuck my dice tonight. Seriously. You... And the, I can't even, like, throw them away. They're digital. <laughs> I can't put them in dice jail. No dice shaming this time. There's no, no dice, dice shaming, shaming or dice jail or putting them away. No, it's digital. I got to get stuck. It's just a shitty night. Would you like to do anything else? I look back uh, uh, to Terrace and I went, well, I guess you might be a little better than me. And Dwarvish. <laughs> she, she, she smiles and says, the night is still young. And Jonathan, it is your And turn. I say, I can hear everything you're saying. I also speak Dwarvish. This is really making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Wait, you speak and Dwarvish you... and Gnomish? And yeah, Commons? I think we do. I'm assuming I do. I'm. Just... <laughs> Why are you assuming? You usually get your uh, race language plus common unless you have a bonus for... Uh, your background to have a third language. I have a bonus because gnomes and dwarves hang out. So calm yourself, that's, Iago. That's not um, a thing. A, a, uh, it is uh, no. uh, dwarvish. All right. Well, then you get to listen to me flirt in dwarvish unless you want to not speak dwarvish. In dwarvish, I'm going to totally, totally cockbog you because this is making me uncomfortable. So, okay. Let's... Jonathan uh. Magimuscular is going to banana around this skeleton here. Banana. All right. Do you want to get into flanking with Bernie or you oh, just want to? Of course. As I do so, I I like I'm doing that ninja run where like my hands are behind my back. I'm like doo, 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 doo. and as I do that, I I take out my staff and as I get into position, I wind up two handed and the whack. All right, go ahead and attack with a thwack. All right, that is not good, but I had let me let me see what my bonus is just so I have it. It looks like it's a five. It looks like you had the macro. Yeah, oh, I do have the macro. Ha ha. Yep. All right, but you do have advantage, so you get to try again. Boom! There 19, we go. 24. Uh, 24 will definitely hit. Go ahead and roll some staff damage. Uh, so eight bludgeoning damage. All right. It takes it. It is still standing, but it, it's it's listing over to one side now as you've kind of, you got it right in its pelvis. And so it can't quite stand up correctly. Uh, anything else? That's it. I'm, I'm like, Bernice, finish it off. And Bernie, it is your turn. Yo, what's up? Hey, girl. Hey, I am going to cast Sacred Flame on the, on the skeletons. The yeah. All right. What kind of saving throw is that? Dexterity. They can't be dexterous. Uh, They're fucking skeletons. None of their. And the one, the one next to you is Bane, so we will have the negative four. Ew. Oh, that doesn't even get it anyway. Uh, so that that's an eight. So I'm pretty sure he failed. He fails, which means I get to roll. Yeah, two. I got a two. It is just 1d8 radiant damage, so no modifier. On the plus side, um, that is definitely enough, and radiant damage absolutely helps. This guy just literally crumbles into dust. Jonathan gave it a good whack upside the its side, and then you blasted it in its back, and it just crumbles into nothingness. That's right. And... Uh, anything else you'd like to do? No, I'm cool where I am. They seem to have this covered. All right. There is 
one mindless skeleton left, it's going to actually look at Terrace. It's going to attack Carlton, but it's it's looking at Terrace when it says this, and it says in Dwarvish, Run from Wendragod! And then it's going to try to hit Carlton with its axe. That'll hit. That probably will hit, because he is not baned. And 16 hits regardless, so. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a 21. So he is going to... Uh, that's going to be six piercing damage. All right. And it is Terrace's turn, who is going to try to just smack it with her warhammer. 18 is definitely going to hit, so she's going to roll some damage. And she actually finishes it off. She is able to... Uh, she brings it down on top of its head and it just splatters into splinters and dust like the rest of them. And we are out of initiative. That, is, I, that was nice I take my, uh, I take my, sta- my, uh, my staff. I'm like, Bernice, high wep, do a high five with her, uh, and, with her mace. I, and I take my mace and I go to high five him and I miss a little bit and I hit him in the gut. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just think it'd be funnier that way. In you know, Dwarvish, Terrace I, pretends oh. not to see. In Dwarvish, I say to Terrace, what you do is art. I think this is the first time that an NPC has finished off a character, so we didn't get to ask, Matt, as how Matt Mercer would say, how would I do this? This is true. I think it's a little unfair. It's if also I'm not gonna, a boss. If I got a PC... Well, I do it for the last character in a, in a group, but I think it's a little unfair if... if I'm rolling a PC with you guys um, to, you know. In Dwarvish, I say to Terrace, you're just like Jackson Pollock. And then I go, I am primitive man. As far as if you are Start vulnerable or resistance to something? To damage types. Like when we do certain damage types, are we playing with, like, if something's vulnerable to bludgeoning, are we playing with yes. those rules? Oh, yes. So you should. those weren't skeletons then. You should know that because being uh, someone who rages and then is resistant to stuff. Yeah. You should know. Well, because, like, if they were skeletons, they would have been vulnerable to bludgeoning, and they weren't. Fifth edition, that's a little different. Well, it doubles the damage if you're vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, yes. But, like, the resistances and the and the, the, the stuff in... First off, in fifth edition are different than every other edition. Second off, this is my game. You don't know what they have. Exactly. Uh, but you do get 160 experience for the four of you. 40. You are standing in this room... Not really even breathing hard. Like, this was this is a little bit of a surprise, but it didn't seem to go too poorly. What would you like to do? Uh, I relay back that he told us to turn back. I know. I heard him. How do you think you spell Windragod? Let's just workshop that for a second. That is an excellent question. I, I have seen multiple spellings in my research. Okay. You want to share, share those with the class? <laughs> The one that I prefer is W-E-N-D-R-I-G-O-D. But many people seem to prefer adding Ys into things, which I have never really understood. Yeah, it's fantasy land. They like a good Y here. Um, So we're not going to turn back, right? Because that would just be counterproductive. Um, so what's what else is in this room? There's yeah, like what were our a, options for left and right and all that jazz. We already went left, so we're in like a big old room. Are there any other things? Should we perception things? You didn't see anything else. There's one. There are basically two ways out of this room: the way you came, and another cave at the opposite end of the room, basically straight in front of you. So straight away, this was just like an opening. This was an opening. It seemed to be 
from what's left of the minecarts and everything, maybe a staging area for pulling more stuff out from deeper down, but there's there's really nothing else here. I say forward. I'm I, I I'm gonna cast my lot with the cave vote, even though I find democracy distasteful as a noble. Jonathan the masky muscular starts flexing his way forward. <laughs> Alright, so you guys have And dwarves down... I say show muscles. <laughs> Actually no, I'm only a little bit I'm I one tick not as strong as you are. Wait, you have a strength of eighteen? I have a strength of are is yours twenty? Mine's nineteen. Okay, mine's uh sixteen. Ooh. Be careful you guys don't hit each other with those things. Alright, as we head down the path, the what's the marching order here? I guess I'll take the lead again. I'm in the middle. Shadow and I will hang out in the back. I'm in the middle. Terrace, you wanna you wanna lead the vanguard with me? Terrace is happy to to go first with Carlton, her shield at the ready. So we're 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 kind of in a two 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 situation as you guys head down the path. Once again, the the rough hewn rock goes on for about 40-50 feet. The sides, uh, every once in a while, broken up by veins of whatever has been dug out of here. The path, once again, curves a little to the left and goes down a little bit. Nothing, nothing major. And the room, it opens up once again into another room. It's a, a dusty 10-foot-high cave containing several splintered cots and four intact but empty chicken coops. <gasps> you guys think we're going to see some undead chickens? <laughs> that would be terrifying. That would be amazing. We can make undead chicken nuggets. That's, but that's the problem. If they're undead chicken nuggets, you can't make delicious chicken sandwiches with them. You, but you don't make chicken sandwiches out of chicken nuggets. You put barbecue sauce on them. I think it'd still be fine. None of you know what barbecue sauce is. You don't know that? Uh, <laughs> speaking of random condiments, Whoa, just to be on the on. safe side, Bernie's. I whisper poison. Bernie, stop making up sauces that don't exist. Your saucy lies. All this talk of condiments and not sure if I had already whispered it this morning, I say, poison. You did. You did. I remember. The jug is still making poison. Okay. Um, so you see the cots. Jug it's a smallish room. Sauce, your tune would be different. <laughs> you still need to make mayo. The cots themselves are in in disrepair. There's one or two um, bits of straw hanging here and there. There's maybe a half a pillow. The uh, chicken coops themselves are basically destroyed it's been who knows how long since anything was in those things there is a circular hole in the side of uh one of the walls that is just about three and a half four feet high it's got a archway built into it and there's some dwarven runes around the outside of it i would like to decipher them uh they say slide uh, little buddy, I don't think I'm going to fit. That's okay. I can slide. Terrace, you want to go on a slide with me? Let's go on a slide. Let's slide. Terrace looks down the hole. It's it's a it's a darkened hole. And for those of you with dark vision or Jonathan, if you want to come up with your light, you can see that, yeah, it does look like there is about a, a 45 degree slide, a smooth stone down into darkness. And Terrace says... Well, there is nowhere else to go, but I'm going to make a lot of noise. How how wide is it again? You said it was three to four feet high. How wide? 
it's about three feet in diameter. You so can you fit in that slide. If I, I could probably slide. You could literally Whoa, slide. I should have made mayonnaise. You should have made I could have lubricated. You could have been sliding on me. I could have lubricated the slide with mayo. But you Bernie, didn't I will make give mayonnaise. you this. Mayo would have been beneficial. I will mayo give you that. Mayo would have been beneficial. What would you like to do? Uh, is Terrace like standing right on the edge? Uh, she is off to the side. She's basically approached the the hole from the side and has kind of peeked down. So there's nobody like right in front of it that I could just push down the slide. Right? There is not anybody right in front of this hole. I will take the plunge first if somebody would like to hopefully pull me out if I don't make it. Uh, I, I got you, bro. All right. I'm going to go belly first. Uh, axe kind of in front of me, like kind of like leading the way. Superman down the slide. Superman down. Okay. It is. And then while I go down, I go. It's a good 45 Whee! degree angle down. You're large enough that you're able to kind of control by holding on to the side as you go down. So you don't end up going too fast. You slide down for, for quite a while and then feel the jump and you're in air and then you land. And 360 for style. love a dexterity saving throw. 20. Awesome. Do I do a 360 spin? With Front flourish? flip for style. Front flip for style. It was not a natural 20, uh. but I will say you do manage in the air to right yourself and land on your feet. You actually land softly. It's not hard rock that you land in and a little poof of dust comes up as you land. Uh, you've got dark vision, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is, it's a large cavernous pit. It's about 30 foot high ceilings. It looks like it's maybe like 50, 60 feet all around kind of this uh, raggedy edge uh, circular area. You are actually standing in what, now that you've landed, the dust kind of shoots up. It's got this weird color to it and you taste it in the air and you're like, oh, that's lime. That's disgusting. And it is it is just powder, a, a pile of powdered lime. And as you look up and kind of behind you, you can see the hole that you came out of with a little bit of a shoot. I want to go next. Hold I on, relay on. that information as well as that there is a little bit of lip, so it's probably beneficial for you to go down feet first. Okay. I say, hold on, hold on. How much rope do we have? Let's attach a rope up here and then attach a rope to the next person going down. That way, if we have to make a hasty getaway, it's a lot easier. I have 50 feet of hemp and rope. I think I do, too. I think we all do. Is, uh, you is should it, all in your adventures pack probably have the same thing. Is, it longer, than, is it longer than 50 feet? Um, The actual slide, yeah, it's going to be about 75 feet. All right, so we'll need two pieces. And then another, uh, and then it's another, that gets you to the end of the slide, so 70 feet, and then another 30 feet down to the lime pit. Guys, it's like a 30-foot drop, so all the three, ropes. Three okay. pieces of rope. We tie our ropes together. I guess me, mine, whoever else wants to use their rope. I'll, me. I'll contribute mine. Okay, so Wait, Bernie and Jonathan. So three of us 30. except yeah. for Carlton, which makes sense. Well, Carlton's already down there, so we can't use his rope <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's 105 feet. That should be just So nothing. there's going to be a 15-foot jump between the rope and the No, floor. it's if it's – there's – okay, so fi if we have 150 oh, feet of rope. I was, I was thinking – Hold on, I thought they were 30 feet for some reason. Once again, math, math is hard. Math saves us with math. Saved with math. Why is the history major the only one that can do math tonight? Thanks, um, Dirk Niblick. You're welcome. Maddie, All where right. are you? 
Okay, tie 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 the rope tie the rope on me. Do it. All right. Let's so do I'll secure the rope to a a anchor up here, assuming we can. There isn't really an anchor close by. You could nothing that seems to be terribly stable. There's the beds, but they're all kind of half destroyed and they're wooden. They don't seem like they would hold very much. There's um there's some rock outcroppings, but you'd probably have to spend a little bit of time like creating a nook but there isn't necessarily anywhere to tie it obvious to tie off a rope there's not like a pillar well let's uh let's create that nook then i say travancore i require one of your swords i well just as well i only have the one left willerin took off with my other one i'm gonna okay, okay so let me he'll get his let me don't ask worry. real quick as you hand over the sword you guys have been like just shouting up and down to each other just like carlton Basically. telling you guys through the thing okay great uh, I would like you all to roll initiative. <gasps> oh, shit! <laughs> Wonderful. All right. all right. Making too much noise, Mr. Wee! Travancore. Eight. And Carlton? Twenty-one. And Jonathan? Ten. Bernie got a ten. Jonathan, what's your dexterity modifier? Two. All right, so you're you're going ahead of both Jonathan, or of Bernie and... Terrace. Carlton, you're up first. You are standing in a pit of lime in a dark, dark-ish room that you can kind of see and shouting up to your friends. Uh, I look, I like, uh, can I do a, as a bonus action perception check to see if I can hear anything coming at me? Or if I sure. can hear it from coming up, up top? Let me, let me see your perception check. Alright. Uh, it will be a 16 after proficiency. Okay. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. As you kind of shift your weight, you are sinking a little bit into the lime. It's not like quicksand. It's not like you feel yourself being pulled down or anything. Right. But you can find, kind of feel yourself sink in a little bit. And as you shift your weight, you do feel like your foot has bumped up against something, something hard that's in this this large pit of lime. Uh, but other than that, you do not see anything. What the fuck survives in a pit of lime? Do I see how many exits there are in this room that I'm in? Or are they all further than 60? It, no, actually, you see one exit leading off to your right, and uh, at least one leading straight in front of you. Actually, no, you see two. You see two in front of you and one off to your right. So I'm, I'm assuming like it kind of like there's two in front of you going both straight or kind of like Ving out. Uh, the one, the two in front of you are pretty much straight, and you can't see far enough to see where they go. Right. The one off to your right uh, starts to immediately angle up and off to your right a bit, and so you can't see where it goes. Okay. Uh, and you said I felt something a little hard against my foot? Yeah, as you shifted a little bit in the soft, powdery lime, you, you could feel your foot up against something. Uh, guys, I don't see anything down here, but fuck it. I'm gonna, so I attack the floor with my axe. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack on the floor. I attack the darkness. <laughs> Nine. Oh my god. And I looked at everybody and I go, did, did he just say he was going to attack the floor? Um, yeah, you you hit the lime. It your axe comes down. It goes and a kind of a, a small cloud of lime dust comes up and slowly settles down. And I, so when it puffs up, I could see the, what I was hitting with my foot? No. Okay. I was going to say, for my movement, I want to position myself in the center of the room. Okay. You are in the center of the room. You've kind of left the... The lime pit is strategically placed under the slide, and so you're now basically at the edge of the lime pit in order to be in the center of the room. Okay. Jonathan, it's your turn. Well... Uh, I look about and I wonder 
Why did Jonathan the Magic Muscular just have to roll initiative? Danger sense is on. Danger will rob. As far as you can see, nothing has changed. You guys have come up with a plan for how to get down the happy fun slide. All right. I take Travi's sword and I attack the outcropping to try to make a rope nook. Sure. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. I don't want to. (laughs) What? Sadly, this is something the DM is making you do. Uh, that is a 17. Perfect. So you take a look around against the wall and you find what looks to be part of the wall. It's actually close enough to the hole that it's really only about two, three, to way, two, three feet away. And it's there's already kind of half a nook in there. You can see from this, it's only going to take you around to carve out enough to be able to, to have a nice anchor point. I uh, get on it. All right. Terrace is going to ask, should I just slide on down? Is, is, do you think, do you think it's safe to slide on down? Nothing down here. Does that mean I should slide on down? Terrace, why don't you hold up a sec and let's, because if there's a giant lime monster down there, it's going to have a big meal. So we can just, we'll know it's there. (laughs) She looks a little concerned at leaving Carlton alone, but she she takes your advice and she stands at the ready. Uh, Travancore, it is you and Shadow. Shadow is is oh my fucking god! I just realized the bear is gonna have to slide down the slide. I dodge Bernice and I'm like, let's send Travancore and the bear down next, just in case. Wait, 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 Carlton isn't enough. I have an idea. I have an idea. What if you guys are doing a lot of talking during my turn? What if we attach the rope to the bear? Shadow has come up to the side of the hole in the wall, and you see him, and he backs away a little bit, kind of a disgusted look on his face, and he sneezes. It's not good. What's the matter, boy? Did did Carlton fall down the well? (laughs) Well, they're doing their things up there. I'm I'm down here just practicing axe wings, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
So ever dutifully, he goes down to his belly, puts his paws out, hoping to fly like Superman, whoever that is. We don't know in this realm. <laughs> and he'll fly, and he does kind of a somersault, and he lands on his paws right in the middle of the, of the mine. Carlton, you have never seen a bear so graceful in your life. You just happen to be looking as you hear Shadow come down the slide. In the back of your head, you're thinking these horrible thoughts, and you've moved out of the way. And Shadow glides out does a front flip and like four point landing on the ground. And you can almost see a grin on his face as he lands. I set my ax down in the ground, like upright. And I give him a little, little clap. And then I walk over. I'm like, good boy. And I start he giving him scratches. He sidles up to you. All the scratchies. You, you can barely he, he believe loves it. it. Oh God, Jonathan. Oh, I'll I remember that, Jonathan. <laughs> and I think I get one more motion as Travancore. Um, in relation to where that front part is, there is, like, an entrance that we just came from, right? Yes. I'd like to just fire an arrow, like, through that entrance, just to see uh, if, it, if it catches anything. Don't you have your okay. torch? Well, I well, can't see anything. you have your, anything. like, ability to see things? Dark vision? Well, yeah, the, that The dark one. vision and the torch help you look down the hallway that you just came. Uh, it's far enough back into the room with the dwarf skeletons that your vision and the torch fail you, but you if you look down that hallway, you don't see anything at the moment would you like to just still just shoot, shoot it anyway because it'll go up to 120 feet too so i think if you're gonna say what if you i don't know light the end of your arrow on fire with your torch and then you have light going even further just saying oh shit that's a good idea you can absolutely do that if you'd like i do that thing that i just came up with and nobody helped me with <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you set the end of your arrow on fire with your torch. You draw back your bow. Go ahead and make an attack. 19. You successfully attack the darkness. Yes. Yeah. The arrow <laughs> flies down the hallway. It goes its full 120 feet. It goes down the full hallway and it goes back into the room that you're in with the dwarf skeletons and lands. And as it goes through, it kind of lights everything up temporarily. The arrow itself is small enough that it doesn't fully light up the room it lands in. But for the moment, the shooting star of this arrow illuminates the darkness and you don't see anything. Mm. Do I have enough movement left over? I think how much does Shadow move? Uh, at this point, with you moving back to the entrance and Shadow and the whole nine yards, you're pretty much out of movement. All right, that's fine. Then I end my turn. All right, uh, Bernie, it is your turn. I wanna, I wanna yell down in the thing, and I wanna be like, ask Shadow to lay flat on the ground, about <laughs> wherever you came out. So I, I kind of motion Shadow over to where I landed and start like having him roll over for belly rubs so that way he's not realizing what what's happening that's gonna be in the middle of the lime pit so you you do manage to the two of you kind of move back into the lime pit and you're like shadow shadow roll over so i can give you scratchies and he starts to and then you see he he gets kind of a a nose whiff of the lime uh go ahead and roll me a persuasion check me okay well you're trying to persuade the bear to roll on his back in a in a in a pit of lime. <laughs> Five. No. Two. Yeah, you... All of the scratchies in the world are not going to convince this bear to back roll into a pit of lime. But you have moved into the pit of lime. Again. Uh, oh, I'll be like, I got you, little buddy. And I kind of hold my hands out. I go, get ready to catch me. And then I go feet first down the slide. And I go, peace out, guys. Perfect. 
go ahead and roll me a dexterity saving throw. This is going to be terrible, isn't it? Oh, nope. not bad. Not too shabby. All Got right. a 19. Can I do a athletics check to see if I can catch her? I can aim. Sure. That Go high, ahead. I get to aim for you. I'm just going to grab you with one hand and swing on your arm. giant Carlton, tree. go ahead and, and roll me an athletics check to see if you can. Uh, it'll be a 17 after my proficiency. All right. Uh, Bernie, you you go sailing into the air. You see your mount there ready to catch you. Carlton holds out his hands. It's not the most gentle of landings, but he does catch you and prevent you from either uh, landing on top of the bear or in the lime directly. As I catch her, I do like the holding her up like Superman and do like the ice, ice skating twirl. <laughs> and then set her down gently. So you do you do the dirty dancing? You do the Yeah, the dirty dancing twirl. Alright. And I look at him and I'm like, man, oh, man, that slide was fun. I really had the time of my life on there. Wait, did you have the rope attached to you? No, I didn't. Okay. There's two people up there still. Three? Three? Three people? Terrace. I can count. And terrace. <laughs> Math is All hard. Right. Math is hard. As you're holding Bernie up and and doing your awesome ice skating maneuver and shadows there, you feel the lime shift and move a little bit. And then out of the lime, some creatures start to emerge. I go, oh, shit. You didn't tell me this is going on down here. Now, just for shits and giggles, if I didn't roll so shitty, would I have actually hit one of them? Uh, You'll never know. Ugh. They are actually skeletons, but they are not dwarves. These come out with tails and fangs. They look kind of like uh, giant lizards. Uh, they come out with a variety of, of weapons. They, they emerge from the lime like snakes hissing at you. Get to their feet. I still have an action, don't I? I get to attack, right? Uh, actually, it I is use... the end, at the end of your turn. But I use my... Oh, fuck. And I go, I I take this opportunity to yell, you guys want to hurry it the fuck up up there? We're going to die. All That's right. Cool. So five of these hissing lizard men crawl out of the lime, rear up at you, and they are about to surround you. Uh, we're going to say those two go there. This one manages to get there. This one goes up to the bear. He'll just get to there. All right. Super flanky. Oh, shit. You can flank on the diagonal. Only yeah. the ones on Bernie. Um, the one, this one, while he is flanking with Carlton, he's actually going to flank with Shadow and he's going to attack the bear. He's actually going to reach out with this kind of fanged, toothy, skeletal maw and try to bite Shadow. Does a 12 versus AC hit? Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. And let's see. And he rolls the same thing. Okay. Shadow is going to take uh, five piercing damage. Okay. Uh, the one that's on Carlton is going to do the same thing. He's going to hit... Uh, is 15 versus AC hit you? He does not. Okay. And then there are three on Bernie. Yay! Two of them get flanking. Yay! So the first one... Uh, 23 versus AC? Yeah, it fucking hits. The second one, uh, 21 versus AC? Yep. And the third one, 
Yep. 18 versus yeah, AC. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Bye, cruel world. Three mouths come at you from three different directions Ugh. and just... So that's five piercing, ten piercing, and eleven piercing. That's three attacks, a five, a ten, and an eleven. Well, this is wonderful. And they are done. Carlton, it is your turn. You are now, you and your friends are now surrounded. I see little buddy getting attacked, and I just feel this bubbling coming in from outside of, inside of me, just wanting to escape. And I start raging all over the place. Uh, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go recklessly. Okay. I will. Which one are you attacking? Going to go for the one directly above Bernie. Okay. 25. Oh, that hits. Yeah. So, wait, critfish. All right. Never mind. Damn it. <laughs> it's a 25 and a 24. But it's still both know. very good rolls. Go ahead and roll damage. That'll be 12 damage. Awesome. This thing shatters into a million pieces and uh, just sinks back into the lime and is destroyed. And I go, no one hurts my little buddy. Anything else? I will. Let me move up one square so I'm not in flanking between on the diagonal. All right. Jonathan, it is your turn. You have finished making a nook in the wall that you can now attach a rope to. It is going to... I'm sorry, go ahead. I attach the rope and then I run holding onto the rope and dive into the... uh, Or or go face or feet first into into the slide. Okay. I would like a dexterity saving throw. I will give you advantage for the rope. Oh, thank God. Oh, oh, shit. It wasn't any wow. better. This. Ah, okay. You. Well, we knew that was happy... going to happen sooner or later. So what did you roll? I rolled a seven. Are you going to magic missile from the air? No. Bombard I, uh, I, I, I Well, I'll try. But I have a cloak that lets me do saving throws with advantage. But it doesn't say re-roll saving throws with advantage. So the you're, you're, you're talking about your... your cloak that gives you advantage on saving throws once per day okay if you wanted to use that i would let you then just roll a third time all right that was was close (laughs) and that's once per day right yes okay and what was that roll now that was a 17 perfect as you get to the end of the slide and you feel yourself into the open air, you've got the rope in one hand, you've got your staff in the other, and right at the last minute, you feel like things are going really wrong. Like, you've just come out of the slide wrong. You didn't expect to see all this lime. Oh, God, what's the bear doing? Ah. And then the you activate your cloak and manage to uh, dive out of it and land on your feet into the lime. You actually land right behind this this lizard dude you managed to kind of get a few feet out and away from where the rest of your your friends might be actually landing and you're okay you still have a bonus action and an attack if you would like i will attack I'm, I'm, yeah i'm gonna go ahead and uh bernie's in trouble i better bernie's in trouble she's got holes in her body and there's blood leaking out yeah let's let's unleash some uh some good good stuff here we're gonna we're gonna magic missile that thing right in front of me. Okay. All three on it? All three on it. Okay. That is fourteen damage. Perfect. Poof, you land into the lime. A little cloud of lime smolders up. You ignore it and send forth your magic missiles, hitting this thing pew 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 three times, and it just explodes in arcane energy and is destroyed. 
Yay. All right. Uh, anything else? No, I and as, as I come down and, and fire my deal, I'm like, I got you, Bernice. Hold on. Terrace, seeing the rope is now down, seeing everybody diving in, is also going to dive in. She's going to grab a hold of the rope and slide on down. Oh, well, poor Terrace. Okay. <laughs> so she is nowhere near as graceful and nowhere near as, as stylish, but she does manage to land on her feet and avoid actually hitting anybody. Does she still have her attack? She is... Or she's in range for attack or no? Uh, she has enough movement to get to there, so she's no longer right under where the happy fun slide gets out. Uh, she is then going to pull a knife out of her belt, and she's going to throw it at the one on shadow, since that's the closest one. So, And in Dwarven, I say, may uh, and Silverbeard uh, aim true. And she, the, the blessing... And Dwarves, they say, oh yeah, protect the bear! The blessing makes her grin... And her knife st- strikes true with a natural 20. Damn. Um, wow. And you guys should be happy that all of my natural 20s right now have been rolled on Terrace and not on the bad guys. So she is going to do... That's why you all know the cold beer against my tattoo feels amazing. Because it's 12. so hot right now. It sinks into the skull of this skeletal lizard right between the eyes. And it falls back over into the lime destroyed. And Yay. Travancore, it's you and your bear's turn. You are still up top, and uh, Shadow is down below. What would you like to do? Okay, crazy question. Do I have a li- Is there any way I have a line of sight from up there to everything going on down there, or no? No. I didn't you think cannot so. see. Because the there's a little of bit of a jump, so. You can right. try to shoot the most insane arrow ever shot. <laughs> nothing but net, nothing but arrow. They All call right. it the JFK special. <laughs> oh god <laughs> I too, wow too, too soon too uh, soon Lauren beat me to it but uh yeah so I think uh, Shadow is going to uh, try and move up to uh, to the right of the one that's near Carlton okay he can easily get into flanking with Carlton okay and then uh, let, I think Shadow is going to try and attack this guy like a full attack sure 15 that hits cool go uh, ahead and swipe at him with the claw you got it. Give me the damage. So one die, four plus four. That's going to be seven damage. Awesome. Then I have to roll for the other, for the bite. Uh, the skeleton is not quite down. You man- Shadow manages to get him upside the spine, and he's crooked now, but he is still standing. Okay. Um, you're going to go for the bite as well. Okay. 16. Definitely hits. Crit okay. fish, crit fish, crit <laughs> fish. All right, one die, six plus two. No, I'm serious. Roll that again. You have advantage. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, well, so close. N- not a natural 20, but a 23. Either way. All right, so it hits even more. That's going to be six damage. Awesome. Shadow <clears throat> swipes this guy uh, along its back and then reaches out and grabs that crooked spine with his jaws and just yanks it away from the rest of the body. And that thing is destroyed. Nice. I got a little bit of movement left, so I'm coming down there. Slide two. Okay, roll me a dexterity saving throw with advantage. Oh, sweet. All right. So, since the rope is there, I'm assuming you're going to try to use the rope. Whatever. Oh, not going to need it. Doesn't no need, need the advantage. No need. It's a 20. Take a Do shot, Do it with Flourish. Do it with Flourish. Drinking in the afternoon. <laughs> I, I need to re-pour my drink. Okay, you 
go to dive down, you hear your friends in danger, you can feel your bear in danger, uh, and with all of the natural dexterity of a ranger of the forest, you slide down on the lip. You you don't even really go for anything fancy. You are in such a, a state of wanting to get down to your friends, and as you glide into the air, you see what's going on, and you manage to land perfectly, your feet spread apart, arrow already knocked and at the ready, as though you had just walked into the room. There isn't even a puff of lime dust. It is just perfectly still, just, it's almost stealthy. Uh, and that ends your turn, because that's all your movement. Yep. Um, Bernie, it is your turn. There is one lizard dude left, and it is hissing and snarling at you through bony fangs i think i'm going to do hold on i want to make sure it dies because i don't really like it yeah ah no Mm -mm. you could take your full motion uh action to disengage and run away well i'm just gonna and i think i'm just gonna hit it with my mace okay may you be in queen bay's favor for real i say to her at this point, it's going to go terribly wrong. Does a nine hit? A nine does not hit. Fuck. It just glances I off its bone. I used my carapace. blessing on the wrong little person. So I have some action, right? Uh, you still have some movement and a bonus action. If you would like to move away, it'll get an attack of opportunity on you. Or if you've got a bonus action you'd like to do. Can I, can I, can I hunker and do a small ball? You can. I can't say if it's gonna help at all i'm gonna hunger into a small ball i'm gonna make myself less fucking visible i'm going to die tonight ladies and gentlemen i would just like to say it's been no you won't little buddy you crouch down and hold on to your head you can smell the lime that's been kicked up into the air because now your nose is just very close to it and it smells horrible uh but you you make yourself as small of a target as possible as it is its turn it is gonna try to bite you uh, yeah, that's gonna, he's gonna bite me. He's, he's just gonna... gonna bite you. Uh, that's only four piercing damage, though. Oh. He, he, man, he rolled really poorly, and your small ball, he just, he's, he kind of gets your back, your armored back, and doesn't really bite in too deep. And it is Carlton's turn. I'm gonna run over and smash it with my axe. Do you want to just run straight at it, or do you want to banana around to flanking? Uh, banana to flanking. Banana to flanking. You are bananaed to flanking. I love how this has become a term. Banana I'm going to use this flank. in my home game banana now. To banana flank. to flanking. Go banana! If you're listening to this and want to come see us at RTX 2016, bring your bananas, kids. 13 and... And you bring bananas, 14. I'm going to hit you. Uh, both of those, yes. Yes, you do hit. Right. Go ahead and roll If you bring apples, damage. I will hug you. Because I'm also raging, so that will be... A 10 for, because I'm raging. Yes. 10 damage? Yes. All right. In the fabulous words of Matt Mercer, how would you like to do this? I look at, I see him, I see my little buddy go up into the little fetal ball. I see him going down to bite her. I kind of just, I flank around him to his six, and I uh, just tap him on the shoulder gently. He kind of comes up, looks at me, and I just swing my axe right into, and I'm like, nobody hurts my little buddy. <laughs> All right, you you sever the head from the spine. The body just falls limply to the ground in front of you. The head goes ricocheting uh, off the ground a couple of times and skips to a halt in front of the double doors leading to who knows where. And we are out of initiative. 
And I go, Bernie, little buddy, it's okay now. The I bad go, men went I away. I stand up and I dust myself off and I go, thank God that hunkering worked. You did real good, Bernice. You did real good. It did real good. I didn't want to waste the spell slot because, like, here's my, here's my, like, out of character figuring. We're going to be in here and there's going to be some gnarly ass shit that we have to fight at the end of this. And if I have two fucking spell slots left... I'll be really pissed off. That's why Jonathan the Magimuscular chose to engage the door guards with his stick. You guys get a total of 200 experience. All right, you are now all standing in this room. It is mostly just obviously now a receptacle for a pit of powdered lime. Uh, Travancore, you now recognize this taste as what you, what you sensed way back at the beginning of the mine when you did those smell perception checks. This is the lime, is it? Oh God, it's awful. Uh, you're being careful about not disturbing it too much so it doesn't get up and everywhere. Shadow has immediately kind of gotten off the lime and is trying to wipe off his paws. There is a rough rock-hewn exit or entrance leading off to your right and two very formal-looking passageways in front of you. They don't have doors, but they're almost rectangular-shaped and much smoother stone as though you expected a hallway to be there. Uh, and at the moment, there's not enough light to be able to see down either of them to see where you want well, what's down at the end. Can I do a check for traps on the fancy doors? Absolutely. They're not, as I said, they're not doors. They're basically Yeah, but, but just... the fancy cutouts, like, and all that jazz. Yeah. All right. Uh, perception? That'd be a perception check. Uh, and 15, because I'm proficient. Okay. You I was reading don't... persuasion, not perception. You're going to persuade the doors? To well, I, I, when I looked at the chart right. and I saw the P word, I was like, oh, but I'm like, wait, it's not charisma. It's wisdom. I sure so, do you like your Do you doorways come here often? <laughs> yes. Hello, doors. Do you have any traps on you? The doors respond, no, we don't have any traps that you can see. Okay. Good to know. Uh, I want to go to the exit and do a perception check to see what I can figure out. Which exit? You've got the, the Not two... the double doors, but like the, road the less like, traveled. official okay. exit. Well, one that looks like the road to hell. That's what's been so far. All right. Come on, roll. Oh, look, a seven. It looks like a lot of the same rockways that you've taken so far. You can see with your dark vision, it goes a few feet and then it curves up to the up and to the right. Okay. So you can't see down it too far. And it's the same kind of rough. Not there's no smooth stone floor like you're seeing out of the double doors. It's mm-hmm. it's that kind of rough constantly being mined out passageway. I'd like to do a perception check on the same place Bernice just checked just to make sure cover our bases. Okay, on the rough hewn passageway off to your right? Yeah. Alright, give me a perception. Holy moly, 24. Alright. It's a natural 20, though. You... <laughs> Very nice. You don't see anything else. It's the same rough cut passageway that you guys have been become familiar with. As you kind of map out in your mind where it might be going to, it seems like this passage might actually meet up with somewhere else that you've already been, especially since it's going up. You're unsure uh, without going up there. You're, you don't know for sure, but if it's going the way it's going and it continues the way it's going and it'll, it'll meet up with a passageway you've already been to. Hmm. This seems to double back. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, I'm thinking that road more travels looking better with those fancy wide doorways. Works for me. Let's go through some doorways. Okay. And so you're just going through the double door. Which is not really a double door. There's not doors there. It's just it's a. So we'll go through the doorless doors. Yeah. 
the doorless doorless doors. Okay. So immediately you sense the difference. The floor is a smooth, almost tile. The walls are now much more carefully carved. And you very quickly find yourself after about 60 to 70 feet in an enormous square room. It has smooth brick-lined walls. It's a 20-foot-high ceiling festooned with thick, thick cobwebs. The floor is littered with tools, mining equipment, mine carts. There's a couple tracks that are broken and haphazardly lying about as though they were in some state of repair and now are just destroyed. More than a dozen animated skeletons of all dwarves are currently wandering about. They're pushing wooden mine carts. They're rolling barrels. Some of them are uselessly just pounding away at some of the rock walls nearby with a pick or a shovel. They all seem to be under the supervision of a dwarf in the center of the room that is standing on top of a barrel. It's a a big bright red barrel with thick bands around it. He's standing on top of it with a large shiny pick. Uh, Unlike all the other picks that you've seen that have been rusted and disused, this one has obviously a diamond tip and still kind of gleams in the light of Jonathan's uh, light spell and the torch that you've brought on in. The southern walls of kind of the far end of this, past all of the dwarves, you can see there are two more exits. These are actual doors with wooden doors on them. And as you enter, despite the fact that you're not trying to be quiet, uh, both of you've got light sources and everything, everybody ignores you and continues to go about their business in eerie quiet. Just the sound of skeletal feet shuffling along the the tile work the occasional pickaxe against the wall and whatever this this dwarf that's leading everybody is uh directing in with just an impervious silent gaze and what would you like to do i would like to sit down still in the passage and take out my healer's kit and fucking use it and heal myself if you would like to take a short rest. But can I, wait, what is the difference if, what's the, can I, I this is going to sound, um, this is not going to come out good. What's the point of having a healer's kit if it requires a short rest? So the healer's kit is really just a way of stabilizing people. Um, let me pull out. The difference between a short rest and like a spell that you can activate immediately is how much time you need. If you would like to take a short rest and spend some hit dice and heal yourself up, you can absolutely do that. Yeah, um, I'm a short rest it. There's, there has to be, because we don't have those health potions because they sucked. Um, yeah. And did we go right door or left door? We went through the uh, the left door, the double like passageway, because the I, I perceive that the other one, the rocky one, would just lead up top to where we were before. So basically a healer's kit is kind of a triage kit. Say you didn't have any healing spells, you had no way to, to bring somebody back from being in the negatives, um, anyone can perform a medicine check and stabilize someone. So they stop taking death saving throws and they're stable. The healer's kit means you don't have to roll the medicine check and succeed on it for that to happen. You you essentially you've got paddles and you can bring them back to con- you can bring them back to life. You can't it doesn't give any hit points back in essence. It just makes sure that nobody can if you use it, nobody can die. That's my constant. Oh. I'm back to full health. Cool. 
right, and now you have one more hit die just in case. I have one more yeah. hit die just in case. That okay, all right. so you guys kind of surveyed the room and then backed away. Once again, as you backed away, the, the dwarves totally ignored you. No one even turned to look at you. You go back into the room with the lime, which is far enough away that you can spend a good 15, 20 minutes. Bernie can do some healing and bind her wounds and get herself back in, in a decent amount of shape. We're going to stop right here. Oh, because I guess we'll find out next time. Dun, 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 dun. Ba, ba, ba. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.